friends my name is dan miller and i'm now spain and we are your fuck buddies we are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky sexy situations and turn them into sexy sticky situations simply put we are a sex and dating advice podcast we find questions either online or from our wonderful listeners we answer them right here right now in your ears every monday we've never missed an episode occasionally we're on stage and i just realized we have almost four months of extra content on our patreon mm-hmm so that's four back to back months. If you start listening now, you can listen for 24 seven for <laughs> that's not true. No, you get the equivalent of four months of us releasing weekly episodes. But more importantly, you would support us and help us. So if you've ever gone, hey, I'm happy I'm listening to these guys. You're legally obliged to join our Patreon right now. Yes. And if you're wondering, oh, what, what does this support do for you? What does it mean? What does it matter? It does a lot of stuff. One, I had to replace the little device that we used to record our live shows because I did somehow manage to fuck it up so badly at our last show mm-hmm. that we weren't able to record it. I can tell you want to you interrupt me so bad. Look at you. I can see you. I can see it brewing inside you. Because of the support on Patreon, I was able to wander into a store today and without a second thought, purchase a new recording device. And it didn't come out of our pockets like you are making the live show and in turn now you get to hear the live shows eventually yeah because what i was gonna say was that we had a pretty fun episode last month and you're never gonna hear it unless you were there and it got wild yeah it sucked a lot and i was very angry but i knew that our wonderful patrons had our backs and that it wasn't going to be the end of our live show recordings On top of that, it also helps things like we have a wonderful editor now. It has freed up my life. I can actually like do things on the weekends now instead of just toil away and edit. I do that on my other show. But I do want to quickly just circle back to last week where we thanked our incredible editor. I did mispronounce his name, and that is my bad. I apologize. On paper, when it's written, it looks exactly like the name of one of my professors in college, which was Sujith, but it's actually pronounced Sujit. So my apologies to our wonderful editor, and thank you. Yeah, thank you. Now, I'm reading reviews for our live show that we just did a couple of days ago, and some people say it's the best live show that hasn't happened yet, which doesn't make sense, because it has happened when you're listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> reading this, it's happened. Or sorry, reading it hasn't happened, but listening it has happened <laughs> it's time for a question guys we got lost in that sauce you ready yeah this is by mysterious joke 7408 i male 20 have an opportunity to make twenty four thousand dollars in the amount of four months but it would cause me to be out of state being away from my fiance female 20 of three years after the four months is up i would come home with a minimum of 15k of free spending money which i would still save my company is giving me an opportunity to go out to california for four months at a minimum of 1500 a week I did all the math, all my expenses, and I could come back home after four months with a solid 15K saved. Now, my focus is to go out, make this money, and sign up for college in the process, so when I come home, I'll immediately go into school. 
With the 15K, my plans were to marry my fiance and move her in with me because I'll be able to use it as a building block to keep saving more money. She told me $15,000 isn't enough money for me to be gone for four months. She trusts me in the sense of I'm not going to go out there and cheat, but she hates the fact I'll be gone for so long, which I can understand because I would miss her like hell too, but it's not like I'm losing all forms of communication with her. And no, she's not able to fly out with me sadly. Again, my reasoning of making this money right now is to help start me and her a future, and it doesn't seem like she can see that in any way. I could be missing something, so in no way am I saying she's wrong for having those feelings. I just feel as if this is an opportunity that I shouldn't be letting slip through my fingers onto another person. What should I do? Go to Cali or stay home? This is tough. Because long-distance relationships, regardless of like how long, outside of like you know a small little vacation or a weekend away or whatever, four months is a long time. It is. Four months is a long time to be away from your partner. So, like, I get it. But the reasons why you're doing it is to facilitate a better life together when you're back. Right? So you have to look at it. It's like, yes, this is four months away. But as you said, it'll be able to give you the foundation to go to college, get a better education, be able to live with your partner, which means effectively more time spent together, more quality time spent together. So, like, the benefits, in my opinion, far outweigh the negatives of being like, oh, we'll be away for four months, which sucks, sure. But in the long run, you look at it and you're like, cool, we then get to move in together. We then are able to start building a more stable life together because of it. See, I feel like four months is long depending on your relationship, right? Like, if you're just starting off, you've been dating for four months, yeah, four months is insane because it's 100% of your time you've spent together and you're not strong enough at that point, I imagine, to withstand that. And it's going to be difficult. You're fucking engaged. You know what I mean? It's like you've been with each other at least three years. You're still young, but like four months isn't that bad. In my opinion, especially not these days when the world is fucked and we're all fucked monetarily. 15K is going to go a long way, especially in such a short time, towards making your life better. And like, you can Skype, you can Discord, you can play, you can do so many things long distance that like, you know, you can make it work if your relationship is in any way strong. I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. I think you got to talk to her and just be like, look, I could stay and you'll feel comfortable and we'll just coast like we're doing. Or I could go and then we're going to be in such a better position financially. Like what, you know, if your girlfriend can't or your fiance can't live without you, maybe she needs to like establish her own life a little bit more. Yeah. If it's a codependency thing, then I agree there's an issue. But I think you do need to sit down and be like, you laid out what the plan is for the money. Or have you just been like, it's 15K. Because you said like, oh, my plan is to do this, this and this. It's like, great. You know that. Does your partner know that? Because that's a much different thing. Like. If you were just saying, like, hey, I'm going to fuck off for four months because it's good money, then, like, sure, I can understand being like, okay, I guess. But if you're like, okay, great, that money is going towards X, Y, and Z, which benefits us for these reasons, then, like, I think that's a much more cohesive argument for your case than just being like, I want to make some extra money, so I'm going to go away for four months. Even then, though, it's like, if you have a good partner and it's good for you, whether it's financially or you know, with regards to your job prospects, they should want to support you. Yeah, for sure. Just being like, I'll be lonely is kind of, you know, sure, you will be. That's fine. But like, I'll be lonely. So fuck you. You don't get to have this benefit is shit. Yeah, that's true. I've done long distance relationships. I did a 
four month stretch. Actually, I did a, a year stretch, but uh, it was kind of broken up into like four month stretches because we would visit and like it was fine. I didn't That's benefit. You. I just got a degree out of that. <laughs> and look where it got me. Yeah. Podcast. Yep. And yeah, uh, it's hey, just me. I'm you're, saying, not, you're not with that partner anymore, is it? Are you? Hey, yeah. <laughs> we're very, there's more the cocaine than the long distance. But what came first, the chicken or the egg, Nile? Damn. The Damn. chicken. Okay. Yeah, I changed my answer. If you leave for four months, she's going to not even be able to go to a midweek movie without sneaking off to do cocaine in the bathroom. And then she's going to make the movie terrible. She's going to yell at the screen the whole time. And it's just going to be really bad. Yeah. There we go. That's the answer to everything. That's the answer. Great. I have a question for you now. Ah, with whoa. That's weird. Yeah. This is from 21 Cold Player. What does it mean to beg during sex? My boyfriend wants me to beg him during sex, but I'm confused on when I should do it, how I should do it, and what exactly I should say. Someone please help. Please. Sex, please. Hold out your sex, hand. And do, sex, sex, please. It's like a, a dominance thing, right? Where she wants you to beg for it. You know, she wants you to be like, she wants the power rush of like being in charge and no. or. Incorrect. Hmm? It's he wants her to beg. I got distracted with this funny joke in my head. Niles listening That's- skills 101. Stop listening because you have a joke and just wait until you can say it. How often does it happen? Once. (laughs) Same thing. It's like he wants the power rush or like the domination. It could also be like, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the validation or like he wants to be wanted. He wants to feel like sexy and hot. It's like, just say, please get on your knees. Ask for what you want. It's pretty easy. It's also like, I think the fun thing is, is like the begging aspect of stuff is also like, I think it's like a sneaky praise kink as well. That's what I meant by like the validation, right? The yeah. Like- I think a lot of people don't realize. And it's something I've realized about myself where I was like, oh, I don't, I don't have a praise kink. Cause like when I think praise kink, I think of like someone saying like, good boy to me, which does not check any of no, my that's, boxes. That's ick for me. Yeah. I do not like that. But someone being like, I want to suck your cock because you deserve it or you deserve this and you deserve that, that for me, I'm like, okay, I like that. And that very much is like in the realm of a praise kink because they're saying I'm doing a good job and therefore I get this. For begging, it's very, very simple. It's an ex, like I love to like phrase or like reframe kinks when some person is asking it of another person to be like, great, this is an opportunity for you to directly communicate with your partner within their kink what you want, right? So if you want more oral sex, mm-hmm. if you want him to go down on you, you just beg for it. And yeah. that's your way of satisfying his kink while also communicating your needs and getting them met, right? It's called a, it's what we call a win-win situation here in the old podcast biz. And a lot of people, and I think like, you know, the, one of the common things we see in like every question, you know, one of the most common things I see is, you know, oh, they want me to dirty talk more. How do I do that? How do I dirty talk? It's like, well, just ask for what you want. But every now and yeah. then, like, call yourself, be like, I want to be your slut and I want this. More importantly, talk about what kind of dirty talk and you want to engage in and what yeah. is, you know. But yes, exactly that. And that's the thing. It's like, you don't have to be like, oh, I guess I got to beg for this thing I don't want. Damn. It's like, no, you beg for what you want. And again, yeah. win-win. 
Yes. And like, there's all sorts of things. Like when you're sort of like reaching to the level of like time where like you want to tap out of sex, if you've reached there, you can just like start begging for him to come for you. That for me is a, <laughs> a very good way to get me to finish ahead of schedule. So- I find I find it goes one of two ways. It's like if I'm nearly going to come, great. If I'm not nearly going to come, sometimes it's like, oh, no, <laughs> she wants me to come and I'm not there yet. And then that just like makes you less likely to come. I am so susceptible to like speech during sex that as long as it's done in a fun, sexy way, like if someone's like, can you come? Oh, well, they, okay. Yeah, no like, one's going to like that. Or being like, are you close? Like that kind of stuff for me, it like that wind out of the sails. I'm for sure. It's, it's not going to be easy for me. But if, so someone if someone's says, like, like, if someone's really hot and like into it, it's like, oh, I want you to come for me. Like, you know, but you're not there yet. I just kind of feel bad. So I'm like, ah, oh, damn, like, I'm just going to keep going. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. You're not there yet. I don't know. Now for me, like, that, feeling that bad or being there. taken out of it is not hot for me. <laughs> But it's it's rare. So yeah, just use this moment of like being asked to beg for things to use it as a way to communicate what you want in the moment. So if you want him to play with your nipples, if you want him to kiss your neck, if you want him to go down on you, if you want him to bend you over, if you want to ride him, like just tell him what you want and then say please and that you need it and that, you know what I mean? Like add an air of desperation to it and not too much. No, a fun, playful level. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's basically it. And also, again, talk to them about what they want specifically because it might be slightly different, you know? Yeah. That's about it. This is by K. Wilcox 7 Guys, how did your attractiveness change once you moved out of your parents' house? This might be a little off topic here, and I don't know if that's okay, but I don't know where else I should ask this question. I'm 22 years old and currently plan on moving out of my mother's house. I have found a pretty cool apartment. I've never really been good with women. I get some attraction, but I don't have much experience and usually end up getting dumped or not even asking them out. It's gotten better the past few months due to socializing more, going to the gym, etc. But why do I have the burning feeling that my attractiveness is going to skyrocket once I have my own place? Not just because I can bring whomever I want, but because it's going to make me more confident. I've never seen this question asked before. Is there any personal stories you guys can share with me? Thanks. I mean, is your dating life going to get better when you have your own apartment? Yeah, for sure. Is someone walking down the street from you going to look at you and be like, wow, he's so much more attractive. He must have his own place. No, <laughs> that's a level of like information that no one knows. But like I said, like dating is a lot easier if you have your own place. Dating is a lot easier if you have your own apartment for sure. But I don't See, think it's going to change how attractive you are to the like outside observer. See, I don't think that's necessarily true. I don't You're think a crazy man. Well, let me finish. You're I don't crazy. think dating is going to be in any way easier than it was prior to this. I think when he dates, he'll have more options. You know what I mean? If he's dating someone, he can go, oh, I can take you home. And that's good. But that is the only thing that's going to be easier, not dating in general, which yeah. I think is what he thinks. So you that's are right, yeah. completely incorrect. <laughs> no, I think what he thinks is now I'm single, everything's going to be better talking to people, blah, 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 blah. The only difference is going to be you can bring somebody home now, which is great, but only if prior to this you had trouble with that. You know, if you were just like, if you had five dates a week and you were like, oh, I can't bring you home to my mom, and they're like, ew. Yeah, those five dates a week are now going to go better because you can bring them home to your place. 
in any other sense is something going to change? Probably not. In fact, I would say there's a chance it's going to get worse because if you can't take care of yourself, you might find things going the opposite way, right? Like if you now are by yourself and you're like, hell yeah, I can play Baldur's Gate all night. And like you stop, you know, maintaining real hours. You look like shit all the time. Not great. If you can't cook and feed yourself properly, not great. You know what I mean? Like if you can't keep those things going, it'll actually be a negative. Now, if you can keep them going, I don't know if there's going to be too much difference. I want to make sure that they know this because I'm worried that they will start to go out and be like, damn, nothing has changed and like spiral. That's what I mean. I was like, I don't think there will be a change in terms of like, because he's like, oh, how's your attractiveness change? It's not. No one's going to know that you have your own place unless you're like, I have my own place. And that might be a contributing factor to someone being, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think there is a tangible benefit to saying that as opposed to being like, I live at home. Mm-hmm. I'm an adult man who lives at home based like versus I have my own place. Yes. I think that will contribute to how people view you and how mm-hmm. successful you are romantically and sexually. But I don't think that you're going to. Now, I will say there is a flip side to this where maybe it will impact your attractiveness in the sense of you now lo- no longer have the anxiety of being like, I'm going to go on a date and now I'm going to meet this person and now I can't bring them home. So I'm going to be like, mm-hmm. oh, fucking weird and maybe try to like go to their place or like try to dodge the fact that you are still yeah. living at home. So like there might you're be that benefit. the date both worried that it will go well and worried that it won't go well. Yeah. So you like, want that maybe. sweet spot where like it goes well enough that they want to see you again, but not well enough that they want to come back to yours. And you're like, phew, saved it for one more day. But next time I see them, I don't know, I'm fucked. Yeah. So maybe that is going to have a positive. Or he's going to be so desperate now that he has his own place. It's going to be like, hey, hey, how are you? Come back to mine. And they're going to be like, okay. I mean, in a reality sense, in terms of like you're asking this question online. Yeah, I think that is far more likely in the sense of like, it's when it's the same sort of like mindset that dudes get when like they open up their relationship or when they first come single or like they break up with a partner because they want to, you know, sleep with other people. And then they get out in there and they're like, oh, hey, my options are slim or, you know, they're like, ah, let's open up our relationship because there's one person you want to fuck. And then he's like, oh, wait, my girlfriend is hot and everyone she could sleep with anyone she wants. And now I have maybe one opportunity every now and then. What you're telling me is. The real person that's going to benefit is his hot mom. That's honestly, yeah. His parents are probably going to be like, fuck, we can finally bone down wherever we want without fucking worrying about Jeremy coming home from school. Well, I'd say he only mentioned his mom. So I'm I'm guessing she's a single parent. And yeah, she's going to have the time of her life, man. Yeah. I mean, yes, in reality, Jeremy's mom's probably going to fucking (laughs) going to have it going on. She's got it going on already. She's just counting down the days, Jeremy. So, She's the one no, finding I, him the apartment? Yeah, oh, for sure. She's like, don't worry, here you are. First month rent paid. It's like, mom, it's a nice place. Why is it at the complete other end of the city? So you don't hear, Jeremy. <laughs> so you don't hear. <laughs> so we won't come across each other in our fucking Tinder radius. Yeah. But no, I don't think it will change much. And I think you need to be aware of that so that you don't either put too much weight on it or spiral when it doesn't work oh, and like man. by all means hmm? do you think anyone's ever come i mean someone must have come across their mom on fucking tinder right we should ask 
That's got to have happened. Go on Tinder and just be like, hey, I need to know. <laughs> I'll do it right after this episode. Look, it never happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. My mom can't use the phone, nor is she single. So, too great. I think it'd be devastating if either one of us came across either one of our moms. Yeah. I forgot the question now. I think we answered it. We answered it. We got close enough to the answer. Uh, This is from Wholesome. A bunch of letters and numbers. Every time I have sex, I avoid eye contact due to being too shy. I tried like a thousand times. I still can't get it done right. When I give oral, can't look him up into his eyes. When he's on top of me, I can't hold that damn eye contact. Don't get me wrong. I love sex. I love the connection between me and my partners. But I don't think I'll ever manage to keep that dumb eye contact. Last night while I was having sex with a, let's say, a good friend, he looked straight at me. And while he was on top of me and I was so shy, I started blushing. My face literally turned red. He told me that he loved it, but I don't know if he just said that to make me feel better or if he really meant it. Any takes on this? How should I do something about it? Thank you. I'm sorry if this is the wrong place. My key thing I was going to say was like, are you sure people want that eye contact? Because there are moments and times where for sure, but like, you don't want too much. And it feels like this person is putting a lot of importance on eye contact with absolutely no mention of anyone requesting or wanting it. In fact, the opposite happened and they were like, I don't believe them. Yeah, I think there is a a level of eye contact that can be a little too intense and a little unnerving sometimes. For me, I'm assuming this is a like the second eyes are hit, there's like a, a like internal panic. And like I've been with people like that and it's I've definitely clocked it. And I'm like, oh okay, you're you're weird about this for some reason. And yeah. that that kind of like takes me out of it, right? So I think I, I just find it really weird to be like, oh, I'm shy. Like, oh I can fuck, but I'm shy. It's like, get the fuck over it. You're a grown ass adult. I'm sorry. That's I that's like, kind of what it I'm is. I'm sorry. It's like But my thing is, like, you don't have to not be shy, right? Yeah. For me, if you make eye contact with me and there's a moment of, like, vulnerability and a moment of, like, timidness and a moment of shyness, that's really fucking hot if it's genuine. Mm -hmm. And I'm not asking for you to lock eyes with me for the entire fucking time. But if there's a moment where, like, if we're talking or if I'm talking to you and I'm, I'm, I'm making plans with you being like, hey, do you want to ride me? Hey, do you want me to bend you over? Whatever. And you look at me and there's, like, a moment of sort of, like timidity yeah that's fucking hot like lean into it that's a superpower that you have let yourself be shy on the flip side if you just can't look at me or meet my eyes ever grow up yeah i mean like grow the fuck up you're having sex like you should be able to do this yeah and like try to maybe figure out why you are why what it is is it an insecurity thing is it like sort of a you can take yourself out of the you're having like a outer body experience. And in the second you sort of like make eye contact, you're a little more self-aware of your body and what's happening, what's going on. Cause if that's the case, then I think you need to re-examine sort of what that insecurity is. Is it, mm-hmm. Oh no, I can feel things jiggling that I don't want to be jiggling or, Oh no, I, maybe I'm making a weird face. Like, is that it? Because that just needs to be something that you need to work on like a self-confidence thing. And I don't know how you, go about doing that but clocking it is the first thing to just like mm-hmm. wash it off as being like i'm shy yeah doesn't exactly really that, solve the problem that's not it yeah you can like do a lot of self-examination you can work on things but you need to be cognizant of what the actual issue is and you know there's always therapy but just being like i'm shy then eh, 
don't think that's it. Yeah. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with being shy. It can be hot if you lean into it yeah. and are genuine about it. But you need to figure out what the cause is and sort of attack that first and figure out what it is. Because I think the more you be you lean on this, like, I'm shy, I can't do it, nothing will ever work, the more it's going to become weird for you to try it. Because you've got like the two layers of like whatever it is that makes you uncomfortable at eye contact. But then you also have the additional layer of being like, you're uncomfortable because you're uncomfortable with eye contact. So you've got like a double decker layer of weird insecurities that you're not dealing with and just sort of like putting it under this shy blanket and being like, this is a problem. Yeah. And don't overdo like I, my fear is she breaks through this barrier and then she's just eyes. Nothing but eyes. Yeah. You do. She's become a beholder. She no one wants all. that either. Alright, ready? Yes. This is by Noodle Brains with a bunch of ads. My boyfriend, 29-year-old male, doesn't like me, 29-year-old female, topless. Boyfriend and I have been together for more than four years and live together. Bit of background. My sex drive is a lot higher than his, and it's something we are working on. We have had other issues like losing, I assume, erection, but she did say ectiction. Losing an erection during, but that has been solved. Everything else in the relationship is perfecto. So as I said, we live together. Sometimes randomly, I'll take my top off if I'm hot slash changing slash etc. etc. Doesn't matter if he's in the room or not. Sometimes I'll flash him to be silly. The other day I was changing. He was in the room. We were just normally chatting and I took my top off to change. He said something along the lines of, don't keep taking your top off. I asked why. He said, because we shouldn't normalize them being out because it should be something for the bedroom. To which I said, it's my house too. So shrug emoji. Now that's playing in my mind as if he sees my boobs too many times, he'll lose interest. If he didn't have his previous sexual difficulties, I honestly would have thought he was joking. Or is this something that's been said to any of you before? I'm so confused. I'm trying really hard not to fall into like, <laughs> we're men. And being like, boobs are great and they should yeah. never be covered ever. I, I'm trying. I'm trying real hard not to do that. Hey, I'm trying dang, really hard not to space. be that. This is a safe space. You've Hey, you've clocked in like 250 episodes of being like, you know, as much of an ally as as we possibly yeah, can. Yeah, we can take a break and talk about that we love boobs. Oh, God, titties are great, man. Oh, great. Hey, have I had this problem? No, I don't think I've ever. Like, I was with my ex for seven years, and they were a burlesque dancer. They took their top off a lot in public. They took their top off a lot. I like how just you saying in public sounds like not on stage, not on the show, just like walking down the street. Yeah. I mean, and like, I don't think at any point in time, I was like, oh, this again. Great. Go. You're just like, oh, whoa, 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 stop the show. This, you're not in the bedroom. This is bedroom. Those are bedroom tits. Those aren't public tits. Those are for the bedroom. Like, every time someone gets up for their burlesque act, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. Did someone drag a bed in here that I didn't notice or something? Because. Yeah. There is a guy, the, the kittens, which are like the people that run around picking up clothes at a burlesque show. Their new job is to drag a full queen bed out onto the stage in order to it ensure to be, that. It has to be a yeah. California king if there's more than 12 <laughs> people in the audience. It's true. There need, the bed needs to be able to fit everybody in the room. What in order for those <laughs> In order for those tits to be appropriately out. I, I'm the no. opposite. If. One of my partners is getting changed and they're like in a hurry or something. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait. Yeah, nice. Like, at the opposite, I'm like, yeah, no, by all means, get them out. Yeah. 
Which, I'm trying not to be gross about this. I don't think that's gross. If, if I was getting changed and my partner was like, hold on, let me admire. Great. Wonderful. I love it. And I also do want to make sure, like, one, if they didn't like it, we would talk about it. And it would be, you know, whatever. I'm not doing a shitty way. That's one thing. And secondly, I do want to make sure that just because something works for me doesn't mean it should work for other men. That's yes, very clear. So we yeah. can take a minute and say, don't understand. I'm not shaming this person yet because of just because I'm different. It does confuse me as to why he's doing it, though. That's the thing. If he had a reason for it, I don't know what a good reason is, but him saying your breasts aren't like you need to tailor what you do with your body to match my understanding of the female body. Like it's just, he's essentially being like your breasts are a sexual object for me to enjoy only during sex. Yes. And and that's the fact they exist outside of those period of time is frankly upsetting to me unacceptable yeah and that's the point i that you what might i say very eloquently put thank you dan thank you that's why i have an issue with this not because of personally i'm down seeing boobs all the time that's great that doesn't matter people are different blah 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 but like the weird like element of like there's almost like an inherent like slut shaminess or something where it's like we're reducing parts of you down to no you don't own your breasts. You don't own your space and your time and your comfort in your home because in this case, my opinion is what matters. Only the bedroom. If you're too hot, I'm sorry. You have to suffer. If you're getting changed, like she was getting changed as well, which is the worst thing. So it's like, she not allowed to get changed? Now, so like with him, if he was like, hey, when you flash me randomly, it makes me a little uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. That's fine. Because sure. I like if it's the same thing. It's like if I walked up and my <laughs> a partner was like working on, you know, at work or whatever, and I just walked over and just like slanged my dick and was like, hey, look at that. I, I get it. They would be like, hey, I don't want to see that right now. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's an, I feel like that is an acceptable reason. But if you're just in the room and your partner is getting ready for work and there's like no sexual, it's not like she walked over and like tried to make you motorboater or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd understand if she was like making this a thing for you to deal with then i would Mm. understand being like hey i just sometimes i don't want tits in my face or sometimes i don't want you to like you know aggressively show your tits at me it's like okay that's fine cool but to be like i don't want you to take your breasts out to get changed for work or whatever while i'm around because those are my sex time breasts anything outside of that i unacceptable yeah and like again if you were chilling naked on the couch because it's very hot also fine yeah. Yes. If, if you're yeah. just existing in your skin, someone doesn't have any right, especially in your own fucking home, yeah. to tell you to to do something different with your body, so long as it's not making a mess and not actively causing any trouble. And now I will say, obviously, and this covers what Dane just said with the trouble, if you have roommates, if someone's visiting, those are yes. different situations. And we all know that. Me and Dane don't need to spell it out for you. Yeah, consent uh, so, is still important when it comes to nudity. Yes. Like, we've had questions like this where it's like, oh, my female roommate walks around naked all the time. It's like, you didn't consent to seeing someone naked, and therefore, mm-hmm. it is an unacceptable thing. But in a relationship, I think it, and in your own home, I think there is a sort of a blanket rule of being like, you're probably going to see your partner naked every now and then, just by circumstance. And if you're not cool yeah. with that, might be something you need to figure out on your own time. Mm-hmm. 
And like, hey, if both of you are for some reason on the same page where it's like none of us want anyone naked at home, sure, you guys can talk about it and that's fine. You can't just be like, no, you can't be naked. No, you can't take your top off. Your tits can only exist in the bedroom unless they are covered fully by cloth. Yeah, it's dumb. I hate it. And I would like you to get better. Yeah, but I would say talk to him and just be like, yo, you realize you can't like. Maybe he was joking. Maybe it was a stupid thing. I don't know. But be like, you realize I can be naked where I want. And like, it's my home. And you don't get to dictate my comfort and or level of clothing just because you made an arbitrary fucking decision. Yeah. And if he's like, yeah, you're right. Great. Or if he was like, oh, sorry, it was a dumb joke. Great. But if he's like, actually, jettison him into the sun. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a great learning opportunity for with your partner to be like, if he's like, actually, no, it's like, you're my girlfriend and I don't want those out and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I think at that point in time, you could be like, Hey, you suck shit so bad, dude. And I think that's a great thing to learn about your partner. ASAP. One hundo P. You got another one? You want me to hit you? No, I got one. Neighbors keep complaining about us, about us having sex. Please help. This is from finger waves. G. Hello, everyone. We've been living in an apartment for five months now. Beginning. We did not know how the sound installation situation was, so maybe we were a little careless about the noise. The downstairs neighbors wrote us a letter letting us know that it was bothering them, which we completely understood. Ever since, we've been very careful. We don't have sex after dinner time. They seem to go to bed quite early, and we barely moan anymore. The issue is that we'd be in the middle of it, and they'd interrupt us by knocking on the ceiling telling us to stop. Now, the insulation is not that bad either, and we are extremely careful, so I doubt they hear more than the noise the bed could make. These neighbors are always at home as they don't work. The situation is taking its toll on our sex life, and we are having less frequent sex, and when we are having it, we still have those neighbors on our mind, which is frankly taking the enjoyment down. The building management are strict people that tolerate no noise, so we are afraid that if they keep going, neighbors will have to take matters into their own hands, or neighbors will take the matter to them. Do you have any ideas what we could do to keep enjoying each other without risking getting expelled? Hmm, that sucks. I think step one is to try to limit, like, they never made mention of, like, a carpet or pads on the bottom of the, you know, the bed or putting something between the headboard and the wall. And it's like, if you haven't explored those options, maybe consider it. You know what I mean? Like, if there's something you could do that easy that will, you know, muffle the sound, great. But realistically, there is only so much you can do. Put music on. You raise like, a good point of being like, sometimes you do have to go a little above and beyond. Neighbors can be finicky, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I love that you are like, hey, we didn't know our bad. We've taken steps. You know, they told us about it. We took steps. That's great. Yeah. That's a, the respectful yeah. thing to do. Even if it is a step a little too far or it seems a little extreme. Your neighbors asked for something. You accommodated them, I think, in a very fair way. Now makes a good point. Check to make sure that your bed isn't aggressively squeaky make sure that it's level so that one bed post isn't or like one leg isn't like gong, 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 every time you fucking thrust there are little uh, pads you can actually get for the corners of your bed if you have like a weird bed frame that doesn't really have a headboard that you can sort of like just slot onto the sides of your mattress or the frame so there's a ton of different things that you could do as Niall said to sort of soundproof your sex situation I do not think that it is like you pay rent just as much as they do. 
Sex yeah. is a part of fucking life. Mm-hmm. And if they've got a problem, if you have literally stopped having sex after like 7 p.m. or whatever mm-hmm. on their behalf, I think that is incredibly graceful, right? That is. Yeah. It, and I think I, it is too much. I think that that's you've done more than you need to in this. So they wrote you a letter. I don't think there's any harm in penning yourself a letter being like, hi, we apologize if the noise is too loud. But here are the steps that we've taken. We've, you know, we don't have sex after this time. We have made sure to, we've like insulated our bedposts, our bed legs. Uh, we've WD-40'd every squeaky joint. Mm-hmm. But we are 100% within our right to enjoy private moments in our mm-hmm. home. Especially since we've taken all of these actions to make it better yeah. for you. I apologize if it's still, you know. But put on some music for it. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's something you can do on your end. Goodbye. Yes. Can and we I meet would say, somewhere in the middle? Yeah. Give them some earplugs with the letter. <laughs> I would say don't say we've stopped having sex after X time because I don't think you ever should have done that. I think it's a very nice thing that you've done, but also I don't want them to have it in writing in case one day you do. And then they're like, aha, you've broke yeah. this rule that you arbitrarily set. You know what I mean? Like don't give them more ammunition. But I think the term we're all looking for here is reasonable enjoyment, which is, at least in Ontario, or I think in a lot of places, a right to everyone's property. So it's like, sex falls under that. Once you're not fucking destroying the wall by slamming a bed against it and roaring obscenities at one in the morning, you're probably fine even if the landlord does turn around. Now, I don't know labor law, or labor, Jesus, housing laws here, let alone in fucking the states or wherever you're from. So that's on you to look up, but like you are entitled to reasonable enjoyment in our opinion. So do what you can, right? I think you're on the right track here of like, you're working towards it. You're not just like, well, fuck it. You're good people. You're nice people, but you also need to be able to enjoy yourself. And it's like, if you've done what you can and they don't care, just fuck through the banging, bang through the banging. Yeah. Just use their banging as your metronome. Yeah, and then they, yeah. they it'll sound like you've stopped, right? If they're yeah, banging, they yeah, it's like when snipers try to like time their shots with like artillery fire or like you know other stuff. It's like yeah, there it goes. Mm-hmm. Or just like Pavlov them and start like playing the one song every time you fuck, but then like play that song when you're out, and then they'll be like, "You're having sex." You'll be like, "We're not even home." They won't even know when you're fucking anymore. Yeah, or. Tell them you guys don't have junk and like they must be hearing ghosts or something. Yeah, just be like, uh, we don't might have sex. We're brother and sister. <laughs> we, we don't have my sex. junk fell off, bro. Yeah, my are you mocking genitals? me? Did you hear about my junk problem? And now you're trying to, oh, you're having too much sex because I can't have any, bro. Bro, bro, is that what you're saying? Hey, are you making fun of my canitis? <laughs> I'm enough, okay. <laughs> how dare you i've had must... enough of what you're doing down there <laughs> and this is absolutely unacceptable behavior from you she these has people are... are being very good <laughs> these people are definitely old people right they just wish they could be fucking maybe send them some viagra then turn the tables on them and start banging on the floor or yeah do the shitty thing we all want to do and the second they make any noise bang on the floor oh man don't I do that. Do it. It's a, it's I a used spiral. to do it. Yeah, it's bad, but 
I've done it. I've been in that world where just like any time I did anything, my downstairs neighbor used to like, so I started doing it. Like anytime their like kid cried or whatever, I would just start kicking the floor. It's not a good path. <laughs> it's not good. No, nothing. There's no benefit to it at all. That's why Dane lives in the closet now. Pretty much. I think that's going to do it for us this episode. But what it does mean is we're going to hop on to some online dating platforms to review some profiles for your listening pleasure. And also for those of you who are on the dating apps to maybe give you some insight, some tweaking, some changes you can make to your profile. If one of these profiles sounds a little bit like yours, or we talk about something that's on your profile, maybe consider going back and giving it a little edit. So we're going to hop on to what are we doing today? You want to do Tinder, Bumble, or Hinge? I'll hit you with a Tinder, and then okay. you're going to hit me with some live swipes on Tinders. This is Kennedy. They're 28. I don't know which one they are because their picture is themselves and a friend, both women. They are topless, wearing okay. like skin-colored pasties over their nipples, both in zip-down jeans in front of like... What they look like they're in the middle of packing suitcases when it happened, just because there's a lot of open suitcases and clothes everywhere in the background. Okay. And they say, not feeling funny right now, waiting on the manic episode to fill this space for me. Great. Cool. This is not good. We've talked about it a lot where it's like I I'm not a big fan of using mental illness as a punchline, especially mm-hmm. when it's this like trite, you know? Like, I'm all for maybe mentioning it. If you've got a real fucking... If if it's it's pertinent, sure. But, like, I also feel like a lot of people do it when they don't have the right to. Like, she might not have manic episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's... Like, I do feel like a lot of people use... Like, a lot of people use, like, OCD or insomnia or whatever. And, like, no, you just... You have a hard time falling asleep, but you're still asleep by midnight. Like, that's not insomnia. Sorry, you can go fuck yourself. Or people being like, I've rearranged all of my books into alphabetical order because of my OCD. It's like, that's not OCD. You're just particular. So, yeah, I feel like the likelihood of you, one, if you do have manic episodes, like, I don't want it to be a punchline on your dating profile. And Mm -hmm. if you don't, then it's kind of or like a derivative, but like. You know, it, it sort of diminishes people who do have to deal mm-hmm. with that in their own personal day-to-day life. But also, if you do have it, you're telling me that you can't function aside from it, you know what I mean? Yeah, that you're not really, like, like taking care of your mental health. Yeah, you're not on top of it. It's like, oh, I can't be funny. I can't talk about my personality. I can't do anything unless I'm manic. It's like, oh, so you're not handling this. That sucks. Yeah, because what you're saying is like, I'm not going to be fun to be around unless I'm having a mental health crisis. Yeah. Which I don't want. No, it's all bad. So, Kennedy, it's not it. It's going to be a zero. This is Aria, aspiring future trophy wife, ready for my soft girl era, not looking for hookups or guys seeking princess treatment. The fact that I need to put that in here is sad. Fully ready to find a king to treat as such, but let's be clear about who fills the princess role. Weird. Well, they're the guys looking for the princess treatment. I mean, I, I guess it's like beta men. I guess it's just like a weird... Is this the new way of like calling dudes beta? Yeah, I guess. I want to know like specifically what she has encountered. Like, you have to pay for my dates and you have to pick me up. Like, is it the shit we see? Where it's like, 
no girlfriends unless you've got a six-figure salary, your own car. It's like, I won't pay for a date. Because if so, sound off, Jack. Good job, (laughs) bud. Is it like, I uh, when I get ready for a date, I go to the barbers and get my beard done and my hair cut and my eyebrows done. That's at least $400. Then I go over to fucking Blue Notes or American Eagle (laughs) and pick up a new plaid shirt, which is at least probably like a two for one special. (laughs) $17. Yeah. Like, is it like that shit? Is that what dudes are doing? Like, is that an option for me? Can I do that? Yeah, I'm with this. I think it's our time. Yeah. Am I, maybe I am into a praise king. <laughs> I'm pretty disgusted that this person is so willing to reinforce like the gender binary, right? Where they're going to be like, hey, I'll treat you. I'll, you can have the king treatment, but I get to be princess. It's like, it's yeah. our turn. You've been princesses for so long. When do we get to play princess? Yeah, you be the king. I'll yes, the thank princess. you. Sharing is caring. I want to break out of the palace and find a rapscallion ruffian who mm-hmm. has a pet monkey. Yeah, and also get my token fucking talking animal. Right? I want to be fucking forcibly engaged to who is very obviously a villain and be rescued from it so I can find Mm -hmm. my own independence. Yeah, thank you. I want to have all the musical numbers. I'll give you one that's probably not going to be the best one, and I'll get all the best ones and then the Grammy. Yeah. I want to be played by Adina Menzel. Yeah, I do, actually. Or Mandy Moore, because Tangle also slapped. Tangle was great. Yeah. I won't even try to fucking pronounce the incredibly talented young woman who played Moana. That's fair. Do you think when you realize that's like your Disneyfication, like you did just get, you know, engaged to someone who's very clearly evil and you've just fled the castle and you're like, shit, this is the point at which I get my talking animal and you're like, damn it, there's a bunch of rats over there. I got to try to distance myself from them so fast and find something cute. <laughs> I'm going to be stuck with a talking rat. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, I need a Foxborough ASAP. Yeah. I need to find a scampish got- little skunk mm-hmm. or something. A scam- mm. They're stinky, though. Yeah, but they're they're, they're so cute. I mean, uh, thankfully, as, as a Toronto man, I would everywhere. 100% either get a skunk or a raccoon. Like, those would be... Both incredible. Those would be my princess animal okay let's do another one that's gonna be a zero for me i don't like it yeah i don't like it either i will say though fuck what was i gonna say i can't remember i don't know i will hit you with this one though this is blank travel nurse looking for someone to make me settle down tired of paying on first dates upside down smiley face if you can't afford to buy a beer you shouldn't be dating i mean i will say she's not wrong with that if you're struggling to pay for a beer maybe you should sort of like Zero in, get a hold of your finances. Dating might not be a priority for you. However, let's stop this idea that everyone, like, men gotta pay every time. Yeah. I still hold the, you know, everyone knows my stance on paying for first dates, but it's more of this sort of like, oh, it's. Let's be fair. Our our stance on paying for first dates is still a holdover from bullshit thinking of the past. You know what I mean? Like, there's no real reason behind it other than we still feel obliged to. That's fine, but I would say blank. If you can't afford a beer, maybe you shouldn't be dating. Mm, that's a good point. Unless she's being forced to pay for, for sure, all of the, sure. the dates like, every time. Every time, there's a lot of princesses out there. I guess. <laughs> Are we, we just we're missing the fuck, man? Are we missing the princess era right now? 
2023 is the year of it's I'm ready to answer my princess era. Uh, maybe 2024 will be our princess year. We've got about a month and a half to find a cute uh, little talking animal. I mean, Oliver's not a talking animal yet, but I, he definitely has to be my animal companion. Like, I don't. He has. No, but I think it's funnier if you get a different one and then they have a rivalry, but then they Ooh. become best friends and it's really cute. Maybe I get like a girl raccoon and they fall in love. Ooh, cute. Yeah. That is going to do it for our show, friends. Thank you very much for listening. Once again, we've got another live show coming up December 7th, Black Sheep, Toronto, 7 p.m. as usual. Hopefully tickets are up by now. I'm going to try to make sure that they are. If not, they'll be up soon. Keep an eye out on our socials and all that good stuff to find out about that. Uh, Did you say the date? December 7th. Okay. Pretty sure I did. I don't think you did. I don't know. Whatever. Hey, I'm like 20% sure I did. But December 7th. Yes. We're doing it a little earlier because we don't want to get lost in the holiday shuffle. So we're trying to do it a little earlier to to catch Mm -hmm. everyone before they fly away home or whatever. Also, the end of the month is just uh, my birthday season. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. Thank Uh, you to Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song, Paper Stars. If you have ever considered it, do please support us on Patreon because, you know, we work very hard. We do. We do. And we love you. Thank you to everyone who does support us. You're fucking legends. Uh, ready for some really bad sex writing? Yeah. This is... Uh, I was getting really comfy there. This is by Bubba Jones, and I believe it's a, uh, a Twitter response to a woman who just turned 31. Gotta get juiced up with cum quick before those ovaries dry up. 31 is only six months away from menopause. <laughs> That's factually correct, sir. Yeah. We all know it's 31.5 is menopause. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta get juiced up with cum quick. And we all know that like, once you hit menopause, your ovaries just, they like get Thanos snapped. They just, Mm -hmm. just dust. And the only way to save them, only way, juice them with cum. As quick as possible. As quick as ASAP. We need, we need five cc's of cum juice. Stat. My name is Dave Miller. And I'm not Spain. And we have been your fuck buddies. 